Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. This ain't no podcast, it is the broadcast, yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the liveest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin, tying up the loose ends We ain't asked for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming I Andre, I ain't talking 3,000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant issue like, yeah, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant issue like, you know sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ignorant issue like, uh-huh, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant issue like, you know sports, social commentary, women in life. Okay, we live. All right. All Episode right. five. <laughs> we live. We live. Ahmad the barber. Trying to be. Uh, trying we to got be. K the barber, best barber in the city. Uh, let's go. We got the most jiggy. And we got Randy over there trying to nourish his beard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How y'all feeling, beloved? Talk to the people, man. Introduce yourselves, man. Ma, go first, man. How y'all feel, man? Man, I'm feeling blessed. I appreciate you, bro. I'm a mod. I'm an inspiring barber. Okay. Here trying to get some tips and learn mm-hmm. something. Tips and protect the dips. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the chips. With the chips. Go ahead, K. Introduce yourself to the people on the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. What's going on, world? This is K. The Barber, uh, Michigan Chronicle Best in Black, uh, 2017 Best Barber. Uh, here to give all the love, all the support, all the knowledge, all the tips. Because that's, right. that's what it's for. Game is free. But you got to use it, though. Got to use it, though. Okay, I like You that. feel what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the protege. You know, I, I feel like your barber low-key is like a psychological therapist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whenever you in that chair, some shit your girl don't even know you're telling your barber. For you know real, what I mean? She, yeah. I think your barber the first one to know about your pregnancy scares. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, everything. everything. All your scares. Every, yeah. every scare in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's very important in life itself. Yeah. So, K-Man, how did you start out, man? East Coast? East Coast? No, I started, I started here. Okay. My roots is here. I mean, I'm I'm I was born in Brooklyn. Um but we moved out here and I went to school out here, went to barber school out here. So 3137 mile. You know what it is? Oh man, seven definitely mile. that. Seven. It's a yeah. little ashy on them roads, but we yeah. definitely going to rep that 7 mile. Way. Yeah, so you know, it's hometown love out here. Uh-huh. Um 
we just building and trying to give something back to the community. I mean, mm. it's a million barbershops. Y'all know that. Definitely. It's, it's, so what make you different? Mm. What make you different when you pick your clippers up? When you open your shop up, what make your shop different? Mm. So you have to give something back because people are definitely giving up something. So right. we have to give back something more than just a haircut. That's right. That's what we're here for. That's right. A lot of times, especially in this industry, um, you start making a couple dollars and they go to people's heads. And mm-hmm. they think that they become bigger than the craft. But the craft is all about community service. It's never just about cutting hair. Mm. And that's where we we have stopped at a level at. But we got to transcend that level and say it's not just about the fact that we have all these people up under our roof and got access to their heads. That means we got access to their minds. We got access to their mentality. We got access to their consciousness. So what we put in them, we can grow them or we can destroy them. Mm-hmm. So when they walk in the shop, if they have the same environment that they just left from the hood or from the street or from where they from, then we ain't doing no good. Mm. But if they walk in and feel something different, smell something different, hear something different, they're going to be like, yo, I'm going to mess with them. They are all right. You know what? I also feel like that <clears throat> in any craftsmanship that you do, it's all about presenting that energy, <clears throat> that positive vibe, that positive energy. And um, you you know who will take your craft serious when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you meet and greet them. I, like I, I was talking about that with my man Will and with Geech as far as artists go. Mm-hmm. You can record. You can do anything in the studio. Same with the Clippers. You can, you know, mm-hmm. get your mannequin. You sewing mm-hmm. up. You can do whatever on mm-hmm. that mannequin. But when you interact with somebody in person, when they touch your hand, when they yeah. look into your eye and they get that energy and that they Is feel that your you? spirit off you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. I That's, feel that. So how how did you get into that barber world, man? My man, did you you started in college? How, how you take that route, sir? Yeah, I started Explain in college, that. man. I was in JUCO in California, and I couldn't afford a haircut. And my pops told me, wow. "Hey, man." Mm-hmm. You got to get you some clippers and do it yourself. You couldn't That's afford free. to protect the dips? Couldn't afford to protect the dips. $25 a cut. Waves wasn't spinning then. I, no. <laughs> I, couldn't that. I couldn't afford that. Go Especially. ahead. So, Pop said, get you some clippers, man. I got me some clippers. Mm-hmm. I had two other roommates. They're like, hey, I can't afford it either. So, you're going to have to cut me up. Mm-hmm. It's like college so, life. Sure. Practicing sure. On, my, on my roommates. Got a little good. Started charging. Mm. Teammates, I play football. Okay, you know, it's a hundred guys on the roster. Definitely, and they need cuts too, cause we all from out of state. They mm-hmm. need cuts, so I cutting the whole team. End up getting a scholarship to a university, and it just stayed on pace. I start cutting, charging, and that's how I got with it. Damn, okay. I, I mean, you know, that that all goes a part of the hustle, the grind, the ambition. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When you down to your last, or you don't have no way, how you gonna do it? And you know what? What you just said, man, I really think is a gem is what your father told you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't have a father. Everybody don't have Mm -hmm. a mentor. Everybody don't have a male role model, not even an uncle. You know what I'm saying? And so you know what? Yeah, you fucked up. I can send you a hundred, but you figure out how you can get a hundred first and then I'll Mm -hmm. I'll add down on to that. So what he did was instill something to you to add value to yourself. He said, you figure it out. They got YouTube. You know what I mean? Pick them Mm -hmm. clippers up and figure out a way. You made a way. YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. it's, it's, these social media platforms, man, so uh-huh. much knowledge and stuff out there. Man, I follow so many barbers on Instagram. I just mm-hmm. look at the different stuff they do. Wow. I just, just the internet. follow that. The internet, the power of the internet is real, man. It's real. I learned how to do everything off the internet for real. Change I think to oil. me, social media, honestly, is the best thing that happened to the barber game. Mm. Ten, ten years ago, you couldn't have this type of exposure and this type of income access without social media. So it plugs you into a whole different genre of people. And social media is a beautiful thing. It's all about how you work it and present yourself on social media. Because I was going to ask that. Like, how Mm -hmm. does social media uh, either dilute the craftsmanship Mm -hmm. of being a barber or does it really enhance it? I I feel it elevates it. You think it elevates it? Depending on how you capture it. That's what I'm saying. Because to me, it's, it's different levels to it. It's a lot of barbers that can cut but then they may not be able to capture their own work on camera or on film. Mm. So that's a whole different level that you can take it it's to. So if skill. you notice, the top barbers, not only are they good with the craftsmanship, they're good with their camera. Yeah. Because mm. it's certain angles, certain lightings that you catch that just make your make your work pop. Yep. And, and that's how you take it to that next level. Yep. And then you also have to look at the surroundings and the environment that they're working in. For the most part, most of the top-tier barbers are working in a plush environment around them. <laughs> They're not in the hood. They're not. And even if they are, they, their shop is plush. I mean, I done worked in barbershops where, you know, 
clients come in dropping guns and drugs and but eventually you got to go to a level where your clientele is comfortable you comfortable right. and mm-hmm. then you're good then but yeah definitely social media is, it's a plug now wow yeah know, I, I think uh social media like you said it's all about how you use it mm-hmm. you know yeah. and how you really articulate yourself a lot of mm-hmm. people i feel like have a platform and don't know how to reach an audience or don't know how to present themselves because you study searching other people pages yeah instead of creating your own lane i mean like you said it's like Amaya said it's good to have inspiration because i follow certain barbers like wow they stuff is picture perfect yeah. right but then at the <clears> same <throat> time it gives you an image to create your own picture perfect image and instead of following other people let me create a wave where man people follow me not only create your own wave i feel like especially when it comes to being a barber Mm -hmm. in the city um you have to identify who you are as a man or as a female for that matter identify with yourself first and identify with your craft because what you're doing is providing the service where that person is identifying themselves through that hairstyle through that shape through that look true you know what I mean? So if, if a barber's not comfortable in his own skin, how can he be comfortable making somebody else mm-hmm. flourish in their own? Right. You know what I'm saying? So And that's something that's so missing in barber school. They teach you the fundamentals, maybe the techniques. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the actual character of the barber that's cutting your hair, mm-hmm. that stands more important than the actual haircut itself. Because you can get a haircut from anybody. Mm-hmm. But to get a haircut and a cook conversation and a plug on some Jordans, and this, and this, <laughs> that's a whole nother atmosphere. Yeah. So that's your man then. And that's what you want to be. You want to be family because at the end of the day, you're going to interact with these people. You're going to go to their, honestly, their funerals, right. their people's funerals. They're going to go to weddings. You're going to go to graduation because your haircut is with them. That's yeah. right. So like you, you just said earlier, it's a community yeah. service. It really is. Yeah, it you really is. So how you feel about that, Amada? Do you feel like? When it comes to barbers, especially in the city, it's it's a it's a camaraderie thing. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, it's a brotherhood. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody don't have a brother. Like you say, everybody don't got mm-hmm. a father either. Right. So that barber could not necessarily be your father, but somebody you look up to come to it for advice. Like you said, they might know your per- first pregnancy scare. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. You can share that with them. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, brotherhood and, and anything that we do, especially in the city, mm-hmm. is important right now, man. You know, everybody's building the city up, especially downtown, a little bit midtown, but they're not coming mm-hmm. back to the hood with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it's up to us in our own communities where we get our hair cut, where we shop a food with that, pump our gas at. Yeah. We got to figure out how to make ourselves an asset versus a liability. Right. I'm you know like what that. I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like you need them protégés. Dude. You need them guys who get up their crap and say, you know what, young dog, you may not have that $25. You may not have no, nothing to offer me at all, but you got attention. Yeah. You got ambition. Yeah. You got some kind of loyalty about you, some kind of character about you. So you know what? I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to elevate you if you're willing. You know what I mean? So do you think those intangibles are good when it comes to being a barber, about being attentive, being always consistent in your character in order to bring in more customers? How you feel about that, bro? Yeah, you got to be consistent with your character. You got to have integrity, too, because that young dude, he looking up to you. If you want to grab his attention, you can't be out of character. You can't be one day this, one day that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to be consistent. You just got to just have something to give back. At the end of the day, you got to have something they, them young dogs can latch on to. You right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Okay, same thing, man. Pretty much the same thing. I mean, to me, I mean, barbering is deep because it's ancient. As long mm. as hair been around, it's been barbers. Right. So that's how far back it go. Oh. So to me, it's full circle. The same way your chair spin, um, that's the way what you give out come back to you. Okay. So like you said, as a man of character, if you're a good character man, your clients are going to be good. They're going to be productive. They're going to be upwardly mobile in their life the same way you are. Right. So your whole circle is going to spin just like your chair spin. So in a way, you're kind of a reflection of your barber. To a and degree. Client, yeah, you're supposed to be because you, I mean, what you do outside of yourself is a reflection of your end self. Mm. So like you said, everything is, is, it starts with self because I can't be a good barber if I'm not a good man. Yeah. But I'm, I can't be a good man if I don't know what a man is. Yeah. That's right. And like you said, a lot of times we haven't been shown and I understand that, but 
after age of accountability comes the point of saying, I got to figure this game out. That's right. And I know what's right and wrong. I know how to move. So I'm going to move in a way that's productive and benefits me and my long-term goals. That's right. Because we got to have short-term goals and we got to have long-term goals. So like I said, with barber school, I'm not knocking barber school. I went to barber school. Uh-huh. But at the same time, the intangibles, like you spoke about, aren't being taught. And that only can be taught once we bring them into the shop. Mm. Because that's where that tutoring come in, yeah. that mentorship. Yeah, and I felt like uh, any field that you go to, hands-on experience is mm-hmm. definitely important. Especially us as uh, us as a people, honestly. Yeah. We learn by watching, oh, you can do that. And, yeah, you can do that too because yeah. you're just like me. Because mm-hmm. you're using, and I feel like that's what education in general, mm-hmm. they don't utilize other senses of the human body or the mm-hmm. human brain. You know what I mean? Touch, feel. You can, yeah, you can see mm-hmm. something and mm-hmm. you can repeat things that you taught. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody... you. Even visual learning to a degree. Yeah, yeah, I see you, you know, whatever. But I need to touch them clippers. I need to feel yeah. them clippers. I need to know how it feels to mess a haircut up or how somebody cuts me out because their haircut messed up. Mm-hmm. I need those experiences in the real world in order to navigate being the best that I can be. Because at the end of the day, especially as men, if we're going to be barbers and men of, of our communities, we have to know how to be emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be different environments that come into your shop. Like you said, if a client is irate and say, okay, you messed my haircut up, how are you going to respond to him? Right. You can't respond from an emotionally unintelligible standpoint. Mm-hmm. You have to be a man and say, okay, whatever the cert, what you want me to hit it again? All right, fine. I'll do that again for you. Well, what's ever going to make you happy at the end of the day? Uh-huh. Because like you said, it's about service. So a lot of times the confrontations that go on between a barber and his clients generate from the barber itself because you don't know how to interact with people. Right. And Social that's what they skills. don't teach you. Social skills. Yeah, yeah. they don't. <laughs> so, so Amai, have you, have you ever fucked up the dips, beloved? We need to know, have you fucked up a couple of haircuts uh, in, in, your, in your lifetime <laughs> picking up the, picking up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I had, I, I fucked up at least one or two. Right. Yeah, probably about one or two. Right. One, <laughs> one or two. But I, I came back strong, you know what I'm saying? Right. And Rebound I feel like game. at the end of the day, man, no haircut gonna be perfect in my eyes. Like even with my, I cut my own hair, right? And I, I look like man, it's just not gonna be perfect at the end yeah. of the day. You can yeah. try the best you can, yeah, but it's not gonna be perfect. But yeah, I, I, I done fucked up a couple of haircuts. Yeah, before. you know, you know, I went, th- I went through them struggles. Man, I think as mm-hmm. a man, everybody in their life, you maneuver barbers. Whether you move from neighborhood to neighborhood, it's kind of hard to find that good barber. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a couple crooked hairlines. Fucking yeah. around, moving around. You know what I'm saying? You I, hold your head this way. It's straight, though. It's straight, though. You know, <laughs> you know when the barber messing up, when he taking too long on that one side. You know what I mean? But I tell people. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's like a female. It's like a female, no, if you touch her wrong, she go, no. Like, you don't know what yeah, you're doing. You know what you're why doing. you touching me like yeah. that? Same way the barber. You touch his head wrong, he gonna be like, why you touching Ooh. me? Your clippers don't feel right. They, they don't, don't sound right. right. <laughs> sound <laughs> it's right. like, nah, they... they they you moving know, back. They yeah. like, nah, this don't feel right. Don't so the whole right. experience got to be pleasurable yeah. for them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you know when nigga messed up when he put on all the old sheen on your dips. You know what nigga <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> nigga <laughs> just <laughs> real quick. Real Spray quick. Mad. Real yeah. mad. Like, hey, bro, bro, don't, don't blur my vision up. I can't bro. even see I can't now. even see, bro. I can't, I can't <laughs> see my face. How yeah. I look nothing. You know what I'm saying? But um, I got a little history, man, a little backdrop. I want to give to the people, you know, a little history on this barber game. Mm. And, uh, in 1934... Henry M. Morgan established Tyler Barber College, the first national chain of barber colleges for African-Americans in Tyler, Texas. The college spread until nearly 80% of all black barbers in America were trained at Morgan schools. And what I want to get to that is Mm -hmm. each one teach one. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you do mess up or even if you do um, or, or are inexperienced, trust your people. Walk that journey with them because you never know what that could turn into. All right. So that article was was really more of a mantra of inspiration to tell you that education starts with you failing first. You can't learn unless you fail first. You know what I mean? So with this man opening up those schools in the southern states, in the southern part of the United States, when opportunity really kind of limited to you. So you know what you do? You gather your people up and say, man, you know what? I'm trying to start a movement. I'm trying to I'm trying to start something powerful. That'll, that'll empower, you know what I mean? That'll empower our community, empower us as men with a craft, with a skill that'll lead generations. Already been done that, but we're going to re, you know, revamp it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you feel about having that history and having that, that knowledge of being a barber? How does that make you feel knowing that you're changing people's lives 
one haircut at a time. And I talk to the people. It made me feel good for real. Cause my whole, I, I pray to God at night that I have impacting people's life. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I love spreading knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Right. What I know, I don't know everything, but what I do know, I love impacting the younger generation. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. man, it's just that history is 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 amazing, man. At the end of the day, knowing you you walking you walking the footsteps of the past, but you the future. You That's know what right. I'm saying? Mm. And it just it made me feel good, and I I try to do my best every day. Every mm. time I cut, I try to do my best, even if I man fuck somebody up. <laughs> I right. still try to be the best. And man, I just I love you know what I'm saying. Just spreading them gems, spreading that knowledge. That's and, right. And picking the brain, picking the brain of my cut my uh, clients or whatever, uh-huh. just to see where they at in their mind. You know what I'm saying. Try to connect with them. You know what I'm saying. Because because you know what you just said does that connect to the haircut in a way? What you mean? When when you getting to know your customer through the conversation through. Their thoughts and their emotions and feelings. You say, you know what? I know the. I know you want this look, but I'm. I'm gonna add my twist. I'm gonna add this to it because I know this will enhance what you already have. Yeah, of course. Based yeah. off that conversation. Yeah, of course. That's get to. That get to know. Okay, you like this. Well, let me. Let me. You don't mind. Let me drop this on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Try this out one time. Try it's it here to grow back. Try this out one time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Try this out. Yeah. I. I. I'm listening to him. Find out what he like. What he used to, mm-hmm. what he into it. Sometimes you gotta get out that comfort zone. Oh, bro, I only get tapers. Man, try out this fade one time. Try you know that fade, you look like, you, like you, you could take a fade, peep that right. fade. The honeys might like this fade. Yeah, and you know what? When you wrap it up in a silk do rag and, and take it <laughs> off, and you and you apply that. Remember the sporting waves? Yeah. And niggas just put the hot towel on, throw the sporting I still waves. Do the hot on. towel with the three sixty. Yeah, though. three sixty. <laughs> you could go all the way back to Murray's though. Mm. When you had to put the Murrays on the top Murray's. of the stove because it was too thick, yep. you oh. had to melt it down. Oh uh, man, you you dropping gems on yeah, the old school the level. Old you, school. Had to, you had to melt <laughs> it down. That wax, you had yeah, to melt that wax. wax. That's <laughs> what it was. It's the wax game. Yeah, you know what I realized too. You know, once you meet a couple chicks who done went natural, you know, you get a couple coconut oils and, and avocados. You know what I mean? You get a couple <laughs> of them on your on yep. your face yep. and they have it flourishing on a whole another level. Mm-hmm. And what what else I want to elaborate on is. With, with the barbershop being like a family and with your customers being like family, once you put the clippers down and you leave the shop, how do you balance, Kate, I'm going to start with you first. How, how do you balance uh, the family life mm-hmm. and your barber life? Because I know you guys travel. You got to go here and there. Mm-hmm. You focus on your next move, your next business move. So how do you balance family lifestyle and the barber lifestyle? Well, for me, um, the balance comes from, like we talked about, your why. Mm-hmm. The harder you go, um, it may create separation from your loved ones. But at the end of the day, that's the whole reason why you're doing it. Mm. I can be a million miles away, but I'm secure knowing that y'all okay because my grind is benefiting y'all. My hustle is benefiting y'all. That's right. Because I can love you all day, but just laying here ain't going to make y'all no money. Mm-hmm. So daddy got to get up and go do what he got to do to provide the lifestyle that's necessary right. so y'all can flourish in y'all life. And it's not just about material things. It's just showing children and the next generation that self-sufficiency is the key. It's not knocking college. It's not knocking nine to fives. Mm-hmm. It's just saying if you're going to work, work for yourself, man. Putting See that your work. own dream. Yeah. That work. Yeah, because you're going to have to work. It's not about, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you go have, when this, my mom's told me when the sun come up, you get up. And it's that simple. But get up for yourself. So once you get up and do what you love doing, you're going to go through obstacles. But at the end of the day, if your why is for the betterment of yourself, your family, and other people, it's always going to work out. And um, one thing I want to elaborate on as far as work, uh, I'm 25 and I'm not working the plan and all that. You know, my my grandfather, my father Mm -hmm. really teaching, implementing to me, get a trade skill. And what I want to elaborate on on a personal note about work, I I watch my, my mother and my father get up every morning. 4.30, 4.30, 5 o'clock every morning. We had a hot meal every morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had lunches made. We mm-hmm. had dinner every night. And at one point in time, it was a, it was a struggle. My dad got laid off and my mom got fired at one point. I was still like high school a little bit. And I seen how that kind of, you know, sets you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of lose your wire, your purpose, because all you know is to feed your family and survive. Survival, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you see a man go through that, and then it, it takes certain time for you as a man to go through that yourself to say, you know what, I fell off. How can I bounce back? What what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. What's my why again? Mm-hmm. 
and I feel like we have to lose the why in order to gain the the purpose the back into why, why. we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, what was your why, man? What 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 made you say, you know what? I'm gonna pursue life on another level with with either this barber skill or going to college. What 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 was your why? Was it your family? Was it just a personal thing? What was it, Amat? Uh, I say family and personal thing. Uh huh. Because for one, I, my mom. I watched her struggle a little bit. She always had a job, but she did it by herself. Mm. And I always wanted to just make my mama smile, bring her everything she ever wanted. But I also wanted it for myself, too. That's like, right. Going to high, in high school, day one, I always knew I wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do whatever I had to do to get to college. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, right. Whatever. Because I wanted to go to college for me. And I know mm-hmm. college was going to help me, me. And my family, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So yeah, that was that was my, my my family, my family and me, man. And whatever I could do, I did. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go to the NFL. My mama used to, hey, my son go to this to the NFL. My son go to the NFL. I tore my ACL my third third game of my senior year. That adversity that went down, but I cried one day and I said, you know what? I can't, I can't. No, it's over. I got to be strong. So I'm gonna get on this barber and heavy. I'm going to market my stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this paper at the end of the day because right. life goes on. And at right. the end of the day, God not going to ever fail you. No matter how low you get, he not going to ever fail you, man. So mm-hmm. it's yep, me and my family, bro. That's what motivated me. So, okay, man. What, what motivated you to pick them clippers up and, and get your hustle on from the East Coast to the D, man? What what made you uh, say, you know what, no, no matter what obstacle comes in front of me, I'm going to always overcome it? You know what? 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 What in your spirit said? I'm gonna keep going. Um, for me, honestly, um, I feel for me it's like a calling. I can remember remember the first time I stepped in a barber shop as a kid. As a and kid, okay. I walked in right behind the barber. Um, he was an older gentleman, name of John. Uh, had Blackstone Barber Shop, and I walked in right behind him, and he turned the lights on, and it was like it turned my consciousness on. Mm-hmm. And I heard the Clippers start up. I saw him put on his smock. I mm-hmm. saw him do his cape out, get his Clippers ready. And I said, "Wow, that's what I want to do." And from there, it was it was just a matter of just pursuing everything. But like you say, with adversity, I mean, adversity it it, it comes in ways that you can't even expect sometimes. But like you said, Amai, God always got your back. I caught cases in shops. Um, mm-hmm. I was separated from fat. I mean, mad, mad adversity, the things that life comes. I mean, and that's on top of just everyday living. But on top of all of that, if you stay true to your craft, your craft goes stay true to you. But mm-hmm. you have to have a true love for it because that's what motivates you and keeps you balanced throughout all the adversity you go through. A lot of people taught just grow up, get a job, make some money. But what happens when you don't feel good, when mm-hmm. you don't feel like doing what you're supposed to do? That's right. That that love, that passion is what pushes you through those hurdles when you may be sick, when you don't feel like hearing what your clients got to say and mm-hmm. all these things. But you say, you know what, I'm going to push through it because at the end of the day, this is what God blessed me with. Right. It's a blessing. I'm grateful. Every time I turn my clippers on, I feel like for me, barbering is my religion. I've been to different religions. I've been searching for certain feelings. I get all the feelings I'm looking for right from this craft. Every mm-hmm. time I turn my clippers on, that is a prayer because that's a sacred circle you stand in there. Right. That's how ancient, that's how sacred it is. Yeah. And um, speaking of that being sacred, you know, um, do you feel like, you know, for the both of you guys, man, do you feel like it's enough, uh, as far as the balance goes, enough female mm-hmm. barbers in the industry? Mm-hmm. You know, even when you were going to school, or cutting mm-hmm. hair in college, am I, did you see any females kind of like putting the, getting the clippers to you? or? No, nah, I ain't never seen no females cut. Wow. Do, do you think that's that's good or bad, though, man? You know, I, I think I, I, really I think it's bad because everything needs a woman t- woman's touch in life to me. That's right. You know what I'm saying it, we need more women because a woman going a woman going to give you another perspective of barbering probably. Mm. You know, mm. they're going to give you another perspective. Period. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Because she a woman and I'm a man, so I, I see balance. I see life different than that woman because mm. she a woman and I'm a man. At the end of the day, so we might be missing out on something because I'm uh, not enough women are into barber. Right, you never know. So, okay, same same to you, man. Do you feel like enough women aren't in the industry or as um, advocated to go into the barber industry? You know what I mean. What do you feel about that? 
Uh, shout out to all my female barbers. Shout out to y'all. Because uh, I see y'all on social media. And y'all be looking. I ain't going to lie. Let's yeah. cut you off. I ain't going to lie. Maybe some thick female barbers. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like I sit in y'all chair mad. for real. I'm, I'm a chair, barber, you know? but I sit in y'all <laughs> chair. So I'm take on. a shot of Henny and get them dips protected, <laughs> beloved. You know, y'all be looking mad good giving me a taper. You know what I mean? We appreciate Ooh. the love. But like, um, <laughs> I feel the craft is universal. It's open to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's non-discriminatory. So whatever gender, whatever color, you're more than welcome to pick up your clippers. My thing is if the passion is real, then I fuck with you. Yeah. Man, woman, a child, it don't matter. I've even seen some kids out here that get busy yeah, because their father is good at it that, and they grooming their kids. It's like, yo, their kids get busy. What? So I'm like, it keeps you inspired. Like it's always some, another level to get to. Because it's always creative barbers out here, man. It's, right. it's a culture that is steadily growing and, and grabbing more attention right now. And um, like with the podcast, with this platform, man, Appreciate I, you know, to it. be honest, I didn't know it was going to reach this many people. You know what I'm saying? I, and since I was a kid, man, I've always been a people person. When I walk into a room, it just shifts. Mm-hmm. I connect with everybody on a different level because I felt like, and this might just be a hidden gem within myself of being so observant as a kid. Everybody in my family, even when I'm in school or in different settings, every person that I encounter, I can relate to them through my family, through my crazy uncle, mm-hmm. an auntie who ain't going to take no shit, mm-hmm. a very boisterous <laughs> dynamic with my, my grandmother and mm-hmm. a stern grandfather. My dad, our relationship ain't always been like that, but I learned my work ethic through him. Mm-hmm. I learned, yeah, he may not talk much, he may not be tapping to my emotions like that, but I got that through my mom, though. Mm-hmm. She gave me them gems. She going to talk to me. She going to, I get that through her. But when it's time to get your ass up and go to work, get a grind, <laughs> get a hustle, feed mm-hmm. your family, take care of your wife, take care yeah. of your kids, I got that through my father. Yeah. You know, without him saying nothing, he just did it every day. Put the boots on, put the belt on, ain't no sagging, ain't no none of that. You know, chicks knocked up in the crib, none of that. <laughs> he said, none of that. He you know what I'm saying? Going. But he took his craft serious. He loved his craft. And he loved his family. No matter how much that was communicated or not, yeah. I, I felt that. You know what I mean? So just like how you guys love what you do, I'm also trying to find what I mm-hmm. love to do. You know what I mean? Like doing this podcast mm-hmm. and doing writing. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm sweating the henny out right now. I'm so hot right now. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, the cognac indulgence. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to see what's the purpose in that. You know what I'm saying? But all in all, man, I, I love what y'all do, man. I love people who love what they do because... Yeah. I come from love. And I feel like, man, when you come from love, when you come from family, when you come from places where people appreciate you, you automatically have an appreciation for what people do, good or bad or what they do. Yeah. If a haircut bad, if a nigga change the tires bad, you know, he's trying his best, though, and I can appreciate that. You see the I beauty may, in it. Yeah. I'm going to go to another shop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my brakes changed by somebody else. But, but I the can, beauty <laughs> of the craft, I respect it. I respect the beauty in the craft. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. What do you feel like the industry is going in the next few years with the emergence of Detroit, especially in the inner city? What do you feel like the, the barber industry is going in the next few years, guy? Um, I'm going to say in a positive movement because I'm part of it. Uh-huh. And I know I'm positive with it. Right. Um, I just moved to a new shop, my own shop. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm definitely in a position to give back now. Um, it's a grind. That, by the way. Yeah. It's a give back and... Um, it's about community service now. It's about cookouts. It's about um, back to school affairs. It's oh, about after work parties. Community. It's about social networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you do? What she do? All right, y'all need to talk. Yeah. Crisscrossing like each I other. I was just telling you earlier. I, I, bought, I bought my man's on because yeah. I, I know how serious you take your craft. I've yeah. been knowing you for years, Kate. You, know you know what that. I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. how serious you are about what you do. Yeah. A lot of gems, a lot of talent, and you know yeah. what you know. Do what you do. Yeah. So I said, man, but my man been barbering for a minute. I've been seeing him on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Dip's been crispy. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I want to link you all up. I mm-hmm. did that purposely. A lot of things that I do, what a lot of people don't know, even a conversation, just to drop a little knowledge on how I move, everything is kind of premeditated. Even if it's freestyled, it's very premeditated mm-hmm. and thought out. Mm-hmm. So even though a conversation may seem wild or it may seem a little bit off, it's very spot on because it's lining up my next five minutes from what I'm talking about right now mm-hmm. or what I'm doing right now. Or if I bring a person into a room, I'm navigating them to this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about making the connection however you got to make it. That's right. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. And connect your people. Look out for your motherfucking peoples, man. You know what I mean? A lot of people mm-hmm. get into this world and get opportunity and get a big head yeah. or get a bag and forget 
Put your peoples on. Don't forget your why. You know what I mean? That's what it all stems back to is having that purpose being fulfilled. And it'll, it'll never be fulfilled if you – that's like having something you're really good at and you don't want to teach it to nobody. You don't yeah. want to show nobody nothing. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? How selfish is that? That's unloving. And what I'm getting to is that character is always judged by what you're willing to do for other people. You know what I'm saying? If somebody always, you know, got away or can make away mm-hmm. or got a bag getting money, I don't judge that person. I judge the people around him or the or the women around him or her. Mm-hmm. You know, who you who what they saying about you? Right. If you want to get to know a motherfucker, talk to his friends, talk to her <laughs> friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I learned that Mike Epps dropped the gym on that. You know, just just to yeah. let y'all know. Talk yeah. to a person, friends. Because mm-hmm. when you talk to somebody who that person dealing with, they're gonna let you know the real. Right. Oh, he man, he ain't man. Mention their name and see their facial expression. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, you seen so and so? Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's that's the truth, that right there. Eating salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, you know, that's the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God damn, salty, 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 like Oreos in them. You know what I mean? High sodium content. You feel me? When you talk to a chick who dealt with him, like, man, you know he, you know he lame. You know, yeah. He, yeah, like, damn, I thought y'all, but you just he uh-huh. just loved you. That's truth crazy. gonna come out. Yeah. He almost grabbed grabbed the cheek one time. You know what I mean? <laughs> How you really move? Oh, he ain't not. He just square. You know, damn. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. character, all in all, really exposes yeah. who a person is and what they do for other people and surround themselves with. So, you know, how how you feel about that, man? How how you how you judge a person's circle when it comes to being a barber? What can they teach you and show you? How you feel about that, man? You say, what can a person teach me? Yeah. Like, what can, what can, what can you gain from somebody hmm. who feels like they don't owe you anything? What what can you really gain from that person for real? I mean, it 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 depends. It depends on what they willing to give me. Honestly, I, I mean, what I, what I'm what I'm getting to is, even when a person doesn't give you anything, they're giving you something. You they know what I'm saying? Negative, that positive. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Yeah, uh-huh. you feel yeah, me? Uh-huh. So you know what not to deal with that next time around. All right. So you speaking of discernment? Yes, and very that's, much. That's so. the thing with barbering. Um, when you first come in and you're hungry, you'll cut anybody. But then as you get older in the game and more mature, you start becoming more discerning and saying all good, all money ain't good money. Yeah, that's true. So if I got to go through all of this. That's a real thing? Just for $10? Mm, Maybe I'll pass and pass you to the next man and wait for the dude that's paying 20 for the same thing. That's a real thing? That's where the, yeah. Y'all are passing cut up? I mean, it depends on where you at in your life. I was at a, at a stage in my, in, in in barbering where whoever come in, I got to cut you because I got, I got responsibilities. Okay. But I'm at a level now where I've worked through that to say now I can be kind of discerning to where I can say, okay, maybe you're not my class of clientele and maybe I'm not your cut of barber. Mm. So you can go to the next person and I'll wait for somebody that's more adaptable or more comfortable for my, my situation. So yeah, you do have to have discernment because it's a craft. I mean, a, a open heart surgeon ain't gonna operate on just anybody. He go right. specialize. So as a craftsman, you gotta specialize. Like you say, your why? What target market are you going after? It's a older OG barber told me. He said, "You know who your target market is? Everybody walk past you with with a head. It's no headless people out here. So if you got a business card and a flyer, damn, I got a flyer. See, because you always prepare. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. I'm right here. So with that." You always on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're not you're not on to everybody. It's discernment. That's my that's man. Right. That's my man. That's my man. I just know him, but I don't cut him mm. because I'm at a level now. Like I said, where I just opened my shop, so you have to offer me something more than just twenty twenty five dollars. What you do in life? Oh, you a politician? You this? You this? Okay, that's gonna help my movement. The same way my progress is gonna help your movement. So it's almost like your customers are all. Or an asset to you. They have You're to not be. a liability to me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because it has to be more than just finances now. They mm. can spend $20 with any barber. And you can get $20 from any client. Right. So where's the extra that's come in? The perks of it. Because that's corporate thinking. Corporate give you a perk package. Yep. So where's the perk package with you? Mm. What you offer me? And for you young niggas, we ain't talking about no pills. You know what I mean? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you young niggas, not no perk, perk, not no yeah. Percocet. Nah, not at about, all. We talking about incentives. You, yeah. know, you, <laughs> know, you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> <laughs> we talking about incentives. You know what I'm talking about? You got a budget and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So at the end of the day, it's like you have to be, like you say, at the end of the day, you have to know your worth as a person, as a barber, and you have to know the worth of your clients. 
Mm. Because if your clients are worthwhile, they go benefit you in more ways than just frequenting your chair at the end of the day. Right. And and what I want to elaborate on further, you know, um, quality people in your life is very essential. Mm -hmm. Stranger or familiar. Yeah. You know, um, when you interact with people, I don't care if it's a social event, a social setting, you got to have that discernment about you. Because, like you said, when you grow up in certain environments, you can kind of tell, like, who really thorough and who not. Mm Mm-hmm. It ain't you know hard to saying? tell. Yeah, it's definitely not hard to tell, especially mm-hmm. if you're a thorough person, though. Mm-hmm. See, that's what it is. A lot of niggas be fake. A lot of people be be, be phony for real on the inside. Yeah. So they move phony. They they interact phony. So when you shake a hand or you dap up or you try to connect, don't nobody want to connect with you for real because your handshake ain't feel like it was genuine. Mm-hmm. Your hand, what being say your handshake ain't matching your smile? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So what i'm what I'm getting to is remain thorough, remain true to yourself, remain true to your craft, mm-hmm. and people will respect that off rip if, even if they meet you the first time and get that first cut from you when it's the last minute of the holiday, they get the Easter shape up mm-hmm. they're like, man, you know he got some good conversation, he also has good skills mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back, you know what I mean, okay. so I might elaborate on you know um your your interaction with people. What's really your What's really your main thing you talk to people about when you interact with them when it comes to your skill and your craft? Honestly, when I what I really talk about is sports, man. I love sports. I love sports. Shout out your podcast too. Oh, man. Yeah. Go ahead, drop that. Y'all gym. can follow the Athletes Club on Apple or Anchor Podcast mm-hmm. app. We talk about sports all day. The tournament right. is up right now, March Madness. So we be talking about that a lot. But yeah, man, I already talk about sports. I already talk about people business business moves and all that. I just want to. I just pick people brains. See where that. See where they at in life. See what they know. You know what I'm saying? Because I can grow too. You know what Erica Badu say? A man that knows everything really knows nothing at all. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So I just try to grow and I try to help other people grow. So we just interact on sports on life. Probably talk about God here and there with the, here and there what they believe in stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just see where they at in life, man. Just conversate. Man, you know what's crazy, man. You you never know how 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 much uh, your words impact people. For real. Just through the smallest things, you know. And what I try to tell people all the time, the reason why I'm a people person, why people love me, because I come from a place where it may sound weird, but I know you before you even tell me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see you, it's like I know how to talk to you. I know how to move with you. Okay. I know I know what to do. And I know how to make you comfortable. I know how to make you uncomfortable to make you comfortable. Which is very important. I feel like that's a very key um dynamic in life. You gotta know how to make people be so uncomfortable with what's really the real them that they'll reveal it to you. And say, Man, you know what, man? Let me he he's seeing right through me. Let me <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and say this right now. Let me get it out right now. Or you build it up to where they're comfortable enough to say, you know, I'm I'm a I'm gonna expose this. I'm a, I'm gonna show this to this person. Not even in a relationship. We're mm-hmm. talking about just in general, right? Because that goes into business. You know what I'm saying? Over time, people will reveal their true hand to you. But it takes a special person in order to get that dollar. In order to get that customer, you have to tap into something nobody else is tapping into with that person. You feel what I'm saying? So remaining genuine and your effort, remaining genuine in your conversation, remaining genuine in your own belief, standing true to who you are and your morals and principles and values, right? When you present that to a person in a nudge, in a non-judgmental way, they'll reveal everything to you. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like, damn, you know, this, he ain't really talking about it, but but he feel me. He respect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not coming at him slanderous. You're not coming at him in a way that's like, well, I ain't trying to hear what you're talking about. Just <laughs> trying to cut you and leave. You're genuine with it. Yeah, always. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, being genuine in your craft and genuine in anything you do in life is very important. You know what I mean? So yeah. please remain that. You know. So how, how do you feel as a barber? What does it take to bring in more customers? You know, what does it take? Uh, I say social, genuine. You feel me? Like you were just saying, man, you got you to gotta be real at the end of the day because the person you come probably going to know if you real or not too. Like, I, I got cut by a dude in Cali. Okay. And the the, the first dude I went to, twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was just weird, man. It mm-hmm. was just I got that uneasy feeling. Like man, I, I can't come back to him, man. He just it just what you feel. He just trying to get your twenty five. Yeah, he just want my twenty five. Cause at the, cause when we first when I first got in there, I asked him how much was a cut. Uh-huh. He said twenty. 
And then I guess he got the lining up my face and all that. He like, oh, it's 25. The facial was five. Like, you should have stated that in the beginning. The cut is 20. The facial is five if you want the facials. Okay. You got to keep it G in the beginning. Don't the change beginning, up. Don't change up on me. Not at all. You, you know lost respect for that man immediately. Yeah, like, I'm not coming back to you. You just tried to get and then not to cut five. you off. What if you didn't have an extra five? Then what? Then yeah. what? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. That's what I mean. Niggas got to be up front on whatever they do. Exactly. It gets to a point in a man's life, man, you know, and I learned this through working with my dad doing side jobs of construction. This is I, I know my worth. I know I know my value. I know I know the level of my craftsmanship. I do this shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? This is my set price. This is what it's gonna be. You either gonna run with it or you not. Mm-hmm. You either gonna take this and run with it or you not. Mm-hmm. I know what I present, you know I'm the best. You know I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So Take it and leave it. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do your porch for 500 Then when it, when the work get a little bit more tough, for, it's, it's an extra $100. Right. <laughs> Don't do that, man. Because yeah. not only not only are you shortchanging yourself, you're shortchanging the craft. Because now you're saying, damn, if he like that in Cali, all the barbers in Cali must exactly. be like that. Exactly. And I ain't going to nobody else after that. <laughs> now now you're protecting your own dips. You know what I'm saying? So, Kay, what was your experience like, man, with your first bad vibe of a barber before you start lining up your own goatee? Um, well, honestly, I had the first barber I had was good. You know what I'm saying? He was an older OG. So mm-hmm. I stayed with him for a while and he kind of tutored me just in the whole game of it. Um, but outside of that, my cousin cut my hair and outside of that, nobody else ever touched my hair. I said, I'll take the control over it after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but just working in different states, um, around different barbers, you can kind of get a vibe of who's serious with it and who's not. A lot of people look at it as a hustle. Um, a lot of people don't look at it as a real business. I feel there's both sides to it. You got to have hustle to it. Like you said, how you generate more clients. You get some business cards and you go out here and you talk to people. Mm-hmm. That's simple. And and as a man, too, in the in the profession that you're in, what, what separates a hustle from a business? Um, paperwork. To, to you, yeah. Paperwork. Mm. In the sense of, You can make a million dollars, but if your paperwork not right and you don't know where to structure that million dollars, then that million dollars don't count for nothing. Mm. So with paperwork, I mean, you have a, a, a cash income, but what are you going to do with it? You have to put that into something that's going to generate more income. Right. Um, and again, that goes back to barber school. There's a lot of things that they don't teach you as far as money management. Um, right. What are you going to do? How are you going to pay your taxes? You're going to go 1099. You're going to go something different. Right. What are you going to do? 1095s. Right yeah. Right. So what are you going to do? So these are the things for me as a person that I'm looking kind of to bring sprinkle on the game too. Because mm-hmm. it's certain things that a lot of brothers don't understand about how to maneuver after you come out of school and you're in the shop and what you're supposed to do now. Like you said, how you go generate clientele when right. you don't have the support around you. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to feed you but yourself. So you got to be real serious about this and ask yourself every day, is this is what I'm really built for? Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, go back to B&G. You got to know what you're good at. If I wasn't good at this, I wouldn't pick up no clippers mm-hmm. because yeah. then I'm playing. I, I, I'm giving you a disservice instead of real service. Right. But when I pick up clippers, I have a certain confidence level to accomplish what, what you ask of me because I know I'm good at it. Because mm-hmm. I practiced it, I studied it, I watched it, I'm in love with it. So from there then comes the creativity that elevates you to another level. That's right. Yeah. And, and what I want to get to, uh, for the both of you before we wrap up, what, what, makes, what makes you be, what, what, what separates you from being the best barber versus the average barber? Mm. Since you won an award, okay, you know, mm. and all that, what, what really separates you from being the best barber to just, Everyday barber. Risk taker. Uh-huh. Point blank period. Um, I just came up with it. You have to give up good to be great. Mm-hmm. I was good in the environment I was in, but I jumped into a whole new bag to become great. So right. you have to give up good to be great. And to be a good barber, you can be comfortable. You can make a certain type of money. But to be great, you have to give up that comfort zone. And like you say, have to be uncomfortable because it stretches your creativity and it stretches you to a point where you see greater possibilities now. Uh-huh. Um, 
this past All-Star weekend. It was her whole man cave uh, that Luster Curl, shout out to Luster Curl, um, that they did. They brought in like 15 of the top barbers out throughout the whole country. Oh, okay. They just, yeah, they just cut, you know, all the top echelon people, the celebrities, the NBA players, Mm -hmm. da 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 da. But at the same time, young barbers have to understand it's a level to this. You can, you can make the same money an attorney makes, a doctor makes, almost an NBA player makes in the sense of, um, you in the environment where this type of networking is going on. Mm -hmm. So it's all about how you market yourself. And it goes back to BNG to say, this is what I was put here for. If this is not your lane, it's go show. Stay out that shit. It's period. go show. Like they say, um, the streets ain't for everybody. That's why they made sidewalks. The same way with barbering game. It ain't for everybody. Same way with the rapper game. Everybody see it. Everybody's successful. They live in the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a rapper now. That may not be your lane. Maybe you're a manager. Maybe you're an A&R. Maybe you're a producer. If that's your interest, there's nothing wrong with it. But just market yourself to where you're true to being who you are. And Ahmad, for you, man, what what uh what do you think um is gonna take for you to be the best barber you can become? You know what I mean? What what you think is your next step or your next level, man, mm-hmm. out here in these Detroit streets, man? Talk to the people. That's like, your greatness. Like he said, risk taking, man. I gotta get out there, I gotta network, I gotta take more risks. Mm-hmm. I gotta link up with him and who whomever else mm-hmm. I can to reach that greatness level because there's somebody there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody there, that's like, right, bro. Like, I just got to get it. Somebody already there. So I got to follow in those steps and reach up there and get to them. You know what I'm saying? And then you know what, bro? What I appreciate about that statement, you don't have no humility in that. A lot of niggas never level up because they scared of every everything, every opportunity. Like, I, re- I remember reading this Charlemagne's mm-hmm. book, Black Privilege. Every opportunity doesn't come with a check. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to say, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm getting a little money over here. I got a little job over here, a little security over here. When I'm taking this craft serious, I don't mind having a little tutelage and mentorship for the love. But I'm I'm connecting with who I'm connected with. I'm around who I'm around, and I'm becoming who I want to become. You know, so with that statement being said, man, I really appreciate that because the level up always comes from the ground up. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So with that being said, episode five. That's what it is. Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're sipping this cognac, and I'm just mighting dogs with a caramel skin. So, (laughs) Randy, go ahead and drop that theme song for the people. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Hope y'all enjoyed that, man. Thank you. Appreciate that, bro. Love y'all. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast, yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the liveest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin, tying up the loose ends We ain't asked for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming I Andre, I ain't talking 3,000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ain't the red, it's true like, yeah, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ain't the red, it's true like, you know sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ain't the red, it's true